Hi, this is Money Honestly. I'm Jana Heron. Today, we're going to do a little switch up. Instead of me interviewing one of my reporters, Denita Tekova, a reporter on my team at Yahoo Money and Cache, will be interviewing me. We'll be talking about President Trump's payroll tax deferral. Welcome, Denitza, and thanks for taking on the role of interviewer or host today. Great. Thanks so much for having me. I can't wait to be asking the questions and not answering them. This is great. So we've both talked a lot about President Trump's executive actions, some of them executive orders, memorandums, but the payroll tax is an interesting one. So it's a payroll tax deferral. But I guess before going into that, what's really a payroll tax? Do I, as an employee, pay a payroll tax? Do my employer payroll t- pays a payroll tax? What's the breakdown? Yes, uh, to all those things. So payroll taxes really encompass a few different types of taxes that you're taken out of your paycheck automatically by your employer. So that's why when you first get a job and you think you're making, say, $500 a week and you look at your paycheck and you're making less than that, that's because those taxes are taken out. <laughs> so payroll taxes include federal, state, and local income taxes, unemployment taxes, both federal and state, and then Medicare and Social Security taxes. But talk, if we're talking about the deferral, um, what we'll be focusing on is actually the Social Security tax that's taken out. So that's the 6.2% social security tax that is withheld from your paycheck. Your employer also pays another 6.2% in social security tax as well. And these taxes together fund the system that pays out benefits to social security recipients. Okay, so it's a deferral. Both me and my employer pays for this. But then who's eligible for that? Like, are all employers doing this? Am I going to see less money withdrawn from my paycheck next week? What's happening? Okay. So, like you said, last month, early August, President Trump signed an executive memorandum, and that directed the Treasury Secretary to allow employers to temporarily suspend withholding Social Security taxes for their workers starting in September and through the end of the year. But this doesn't apply to everyone. Not everyone is eligible. So it's really being it's really focused on people who don't make a ton of money. So workers who make less than four thousand dollars biweekly can defer this six point two percent tax that they would usually pay into Social Security. It was supposed to start September first and December thirty first of this year, but we, we can get into why that might not be happening right now. And then if you make, say, say you make $4,001 biweekly, mm-hmm. that's it. You've missed, you've missed the cutoff. So there's no like phase in or phase out um, oh, wow. if you make more. So it's a hard eligibility requirement of $4,000 biweekly. Oh, wow. That's so, very interesting. Yeah. And you ask, does that mean when you get more money? Why did Trump do this? He, you do get a larger paycheck. You don't have that 6.2% coming out. So you have it going into your own pocket. So you'll have a slightly larger paycheck each month that help offset any issues, financial issues that you may be running into during the pandemic. And just to give you an idea of how much more you might see, say you make 
about 50, say you make $50,000 a year, mm-hmm. each biweekly pay period, you would see your paycheck go up around $119. So oh, wow. yeah, it's not insignificant. It's not going to pay your mortgage or your oh. rent, but it definitely could pay for a week's worth of groceries. <laughs> okay. That sounds pretty good and promising, but from my kind of limited knowledge about payroll tax, I've heard that this is not a very popular proposal, like the payroll tax suspension. Because I know the president has been talking about it even before the CARES Act, and he was very vocal about it. But I know he doesn't really have support from neither Republicans nor Democrats. So if it sounds so good, like, why is not popular? Are there any drawbacks? Are there any drawbacks for workers? Yes, because this is a deferral. So what does that mean? It means that you don't have to pay the 6.2% from September to December, but you eventually will have to pay it because if it's not forgiven, which only Congress can do and hasn't done yet, then you will have a tax bill next year. So that's that means you have to pay it back by next year. And to give you an idea, let's take that same Um, example where you get $119 per paycheck if you make $50,000 a year. So your tax bill due in 2021, if you took the deferral from the beginning of September to the end of the year, your tax bill would be $1,073. Okay. What that means for some people, it means that it could eat into any tax refund that they may have been, would get next year. So they would have a smaller refund if they were more at the edge where they don't usually get a refund, that means that they will actually have to pay uncle Sam a thousand dollars. And so that that's a big deal. And so the way they are going to try to mitigate this is that if you take the deferral, so you get that 6.2% from Mm -hmm. September to December, starting next year from January to April, your employer is going to withhold double the taxes. So pretty much like 12.4% will be withheld, could be a little bit less depending if you make more money next year. But basically all that you had deferred this year will be taken out of your check, paycheck next year from January to April in equal increments. So that way you won't have this big tax bill, but you're going to have a smaller paycheck for the first quarter and then April um, of next year. Okay, wow. So it, it has nothing to do with suspension. I'm going to pay that tax eventually. It just moves from this year to next year, yeah? That's right. Because again, he, he can only defer it. He needs Congress to say, okay, we're going to forgive those amounts. And that has been done before in the past when there's been another temporary tax uh, payroll tax deferral. But right now, as probably even better than me, Congress is not really coming together on much of anything right now. So I don't see that tax or that payroll tax referral being forgiven. And okay, so for workers, it it doesn't really have much impact rather than I can pay it later. But I don't know if I'm not in a great financial state in 2020, what are the chances that I'll be in a much better place in 2021 really? Right. (laughs) But what about for employers? Is there a 
something good about it? Are there even more drawbacks for them not withholding the payroll tax? So I think employers, from what I've talked to early on when he, this was floated, it was interesting to them. They thought maybe this can help the workers, but I also think they thought this would come with co Congress forgiving the deferral. And what happened is that after the executive memo was signed, it was August 8th, there was no guidance that was put out until one business day before this deferral was supposed to start on September 1st. So employers had no idea how to do this. They had to change their own payroll systems. These are not like easy things to do, especially if you have to do it in the middle of the year, in the middle of a quarter, and it applies only to certain employees and not all employees. And so just the like technical issues are very daunting for employers. I talked to ADP, which is one of the largest, if not the largest payroll processing company. And even they couldn't get it ready for September 1st start. They said mid-September, I've talked to them and they, they do have it up and running. But they said for smaller payroll processors, for companies that do their own payroll and they don't depend on an outside company, they didn't expect them to be able to implement this until late September, maybe even October. Oh, wow. And part of the reason is, yeah, part of the reason is like employers don't want to force their employees to opt in to this. So you have to give them a choice. You have to keep track of who opts in and who doesn't. You also probably have to provide a choice to opt back out. Say you do it for two months and you decide I don't, you know, two paychecks and you want to not do it anymore. Then there's the question of what happens if somebody quits? What happens when someone retires? How are you still supposed to be collecting next year the withholding, double withholding, if those that person's no longer there? So there are like all these logistical problems that make it very hard for employers to do this, especially small businesses who are having a hard time in general in this economy. So it seems like most of the executive orders are one can say how big all those agencies have to do a lot of more work to implement it. And there is really not the time to do that. So with this one, it was supposed to start in the beginning of September. We're already mm -hmm. mid-September. So what has been done so far? Where are we at with implementing it? I know of one place or one big place, actually, that is implementing it. And that is the, the executive branch agencies. So those are like the Defense Department, the Agricultural Department, Department of Treasury, HUD, all those. They have been directed to opt all of their employees who are eligible into this payroll tax deferral. So that's like an estimated 2.2 million federal workers and military members, but they can't opt out. Again, it's very difficult to implement just the payroll tax deferral as it is, but to give people choices to opt in and opt out makes it even more difficult. But that's not been widely well-received. So the, a lot of unions that represent federal employees um, are asking that people are able to at least say they want to be opted in or are able to opt out. And it, it's just a, it's a little bit of a mess, but because even the House of Representatives, they're not, they didn't 
opt in to pay or to for their eligible employees. We do know of people who are doing it. it's the government, but that's really that's what we've heard mostly. If you want to talk about employers who are not doing it, I can talk more about that. <laughs> okay, that's interesting. So those federal workers don't even have the choice. It's automatically implemented for them. That's right. That's right. And so the Office of Management and Budget said, this is just the way we're doing it. They directed all of the branches that this is what's going to happen. And that's it. That's all they got. They don't have any wow. other choice. Okay. So this is happening for federal workers. But you said that there seems to be different kind of theme in the private sector. What is happening that there are companies implementing this? So I have been talking... I have sent out emails to major trade org- organizations like the National Retail Federation, the National Association for Manufacturers, and all these places. And overwhelmingly, I'm hearing back that no, none of their members are doing this, or they would be very surprised if, if many of them implemented it, just because it's just so unclear. The guidance left more questions unanswered than answered. I've had some people tell me that it's just unworkable. And so there isn't this huge uptake in employers offering the deferral. So it's really falling flat. And these are major companies that know what they're doing. I'm still waiting to hear back from ADP. While they're able to do it, they've got their systems up and running. I'm still waiting to hear back to see how many of their clients have actually decided to do it. And again, when I talk to organizations that represent small businesses and restaurants especially. This is just too much right now for them to be able to take on. They're especially restaurants, they're dealing with all kinds of logistical issues. They a lot of them have gotten grants and loans from the government that require them to fulfill certain requirements. So this is just an added thing that wouldn't that wouldn't help them and they don't think it would really help their workers because they're not confident that next year, like you said, People are going to be in a better position financially where they can afford to see a smaller paycheck. Okay, so seems like with that temporary deferral, there are a lot of issues, but we've heard from the president who's been very vocal about uh, the payroll tax. He wants to make it permanent. And okay, so first, the permanent payroll tax deferral work better than what we see now. Second, like if we don't pay payroll tax, is social uh, security going to struggle? Like what, what happens to the funding of those programs that use um, the payroll tax? And you're right. As you said, Trump is a big supporter of getting rid of the payroll tax completely and has even said uh, before that this is something that he would want to do if he wins the election. And this is going to look different because this is not temporary. This is permanent. And what this means for the future of social security and um, whether there are enough funds and it depends on if anything is done to offset those payroll taxes that will no longer be paid. So if not, if there is no money coming elsewhere, so you earmark money from another place to fill in that gap, what that means is a permanent payroll tax would deplete social security funds by 2023. Payroll taxes really are important to funding 
the financial security of our seniors and for people who are disabled and cannot work. So that's the hypothetical. And this was put together by the chief actuary from the Social Security Administration. But times where we have in the past deferred a payroll tax, there were times where they found money elsewhere. So you could do it and then you have to go to an existing reserves or somewhere else to fill in that gap. But Trump hasn't yet put together what this would look like. So otherwise, if nothing replaces those funds, then you're just depending on the interest that it earns. And again, that's just not going to take you very far. So it's not on the it's not on the horizon yet. It really depends on what happens in the election. Um, if Trump is reelected, then that might be one of his signature moves since he really likes he wants to get rid of the payroll tax. But otherwise, it's just it's the, this temporary payroll tax deferral that's actually here, but not many people are t- doing it. Okay, wow. So it seems like payroll tax, we're just starting to talk about it and we'll continue maybe in the future. It's interesting for me that it's not a proposal that's popular even among Republicans. Like for Democrats, obviously they're very vocal about not supporting it, but even the Republican Party, like there wasn't strong support for it. So it would be really interesting to see what happens going forward. Yeah, absolutely. Because the thing is, if you can't come up with a way to replace those funds, what you're actually doing is cutting Social Security. And that's not a very popular policy position among seniors who are a very reliable voting block. So, yeah, we'll see what happens. So I think that's pretty much all that I can tell you about the payroll tax deferral. So thank you, Denitza, for joining us today on Money Honestly and playing host. And thanks for everyone listening. Head over to Apple Podcasts and leave us a five-star rating and review. We'll see you next week.